here's everything you need to know for this Aloha Thursday. It's KHON to go. Definitely going to be seeing a much higher precipitation potential, so keep those umbrellas on hand, even though a lot of areas are waking up to plenty of sunshine right now. Now, in our Zephyr Cam, you can see some of those areas of sun coming through. We have seen plenty of low-level clouds as well, but a lot of areas still waking up to a pretty nice start to the day, and it's really gorgeous out there right now for some of us. Windward areas a bit different. We are looking at the mostly cloudy conditions over there, and we have seen some widespread showers, and more of those showers are forecast to ramp up. Now, our trades are here, double digits in town at the moment, 11-mile-an-hour winds. So humidity levels will be dropping and should be nice and comfortable through today. Now, in terms of the rainfall that we're seeing at the moment, it's not really anything too heavy or widespread, but we are expecting the more frequent showers to continue with us throughout the day. We have low-level moisture plus an upper-level disturbance that's going to be coming through. So thanks to that increase in moisture, we're expecting an uptick in showers all day long. We're looking at a 40 to 50% chance of rain for the leeward sections, which is what you're looking at as you're planning your day. And for the windward areas, we're looking at a 70% chance of rain all day long. So best chance for the rain, Still going to be focused over the windward areas, but leeward side's going to be need seeing some much needed rainfall as well. It's now 20 straight weeks that at least 1 million Americans have lost their jobs. The Labor Department says this morning that nearly 1.2 million applied for state unemployment benefits last week, evidence that companies are still being forced to let people go. Before the pandemic hit hard in March, the number of Americans seeking unemployment checks had never surpassed 700,000 in a week. This comes as the debate continues in Congress on whether to bring back extra unemployment pay that expired last month. Republicans say that $600 a week was too much. Democrats want over $3 trillion to go towards unemployment benefits, food aid, help for renters, and more. The GOP is looking for just over $1 trillion. Negotiators say they're working towards an understanding of the issues by tomorrow. Another triple-digit day in Hawaii as the state reported 173 new COVID-19 cases yesterday, all on Oahu. 11 of those cases are kids under 18. Lieutenant Governor Josh Green says now is the time for action. I recommended to the governor that he take uh, and consider stronger restrictions and steps for two weeks uh, before we see this spike go completely out of control. The neighbor islands pro can probably stay at yellow, which is where we all are currently because there's been very few cases. But Oahu and all of us know with 144 cases yesterday and a surge at the hospitals, it's becoming just too risky. He says a two-week shutdown would allow the community to, quote, get our act together. In light of the recent spikes in cases on Oahu, the city is holding more drive-through testing this weekend in Eva and Kaka'ako. On Saturday, Kalihikai Urgent Care will be conducting testing at Geiger Park from 8 to 2. And on Sunday, Premier Medical Group Hawaii will be offering tests at Kaka'ako Waterfront Park, also from 8 to 2. The test will be the PCR or nose swab type. There will be no charge for those without insurance. The Hawaii Senate Special Committee on COVID-19 will be meeting again today. This time, they'll be assessing and advising the Senate regarding the state's airport procedures meant to screen travelers for the coronavirus. They'll also discuss the state's COVID-19 testing and contact tracing capabilities. 
Hawaii was supposed to reopen to travelers at the start of this month, but that was pushed back to September, in part due to concerns over testing. Today's hearing comes as alarm is growing about the spike in COVID-19 cases in our state. There are calls to bring back the stay-at-home order. Honolulu Mayor Kirk Caldwell has made efforts to try to curb the outbreak. On Monday, new rules for Oahu went into effect, restricting social gatherings, both indoors and outdoors, to no more than 10 people. If you're gathering with those outside your household, you will be required to wear a mask. The mayor also says he's ready to push for more restrictions if people aren't following the rules. The spike in cases is putting new pressure on local hospitals. We know Kaiser's ICU was at full capacity on Tuesday, while other hospitals still have beds. Experts warn there is a one to two week lag between the increase in infection rates and the increase in hospitalizations. We talked to the chief operating officer of the Queen's Health Systems, and he says the bigger concern is being able to handle the increase in regular patients on top of the jump in COVID cases. So our emergency room is running at 75% of its old volume. And even in the inpatient beds, we have quite a few open beds available. So our biggest concern is that we have many other patients that need cardiac care and neuro care from strokes and with a trauma center and lots of people that need services, need beds. They've delayed their procedures and now we're getting to the point that they need to have those procedures. He adds that if the triple digits were to continue for several more months, then the entire health system will be overwhelmed. Well, airports across the state are now using new technology to scan travelers for potential fevers. Dallas Ontiveros joins us live from the Daniel K. Inouye International Airport with the very latest. Dallas. Good morning, Christine. That's right. The way passengers arrive to the state of Hawaii will be a little bit different because from here on out, all five major airports will have thermal temperature screening equipment. Now, if you haven't seen this before, they sort of look like cameras. And as of right now, the equipment is actually located at gates with incoming Trans-Pacific flights. And if you don't know how this really works, if you take a look at your screen here, this machine identifies someone with an elevated body temperature, which means 100.4 or more. And once that person is detected, they'll be approached and pulled to the side for further evaluation. This can include a nasal swab taken here at the airport, and possibly that passenger could be transported to the Department of Health for testing. Now, the total cost for the equipment and maintenance is $37 million over the next 10 years. It's made possible with a partnership with NEC America, but it is separated in three different phases. Right now, we're on phase one where we can only see this equipment at the incoming Trans-Pacific flights gates, but in the future by August 20th, which is phase two, we should see all this equipment installed at all the gates. But by the end of this year, facial recognition equipment will be installed. And this will detect people who have a temperature above 100.4 as well, except their picture will be taken. Now, I know that brings some security concerns, which is why we had to speak with Tim Sakahata, who explains a little bit more on how this situation is going to work. Take a listen. In this case, situation with this technology, people should not think the technology like they may have seen in a spy movie. It's nothing like that. Again, it's not going to identify the person and won't even know their name.
It won't know their name. It won't know where they live. It won't get your social security, any of that personal information that we worry about, especially during this time. Like I said, your picture will only be taken only if you have a 100.4 temperature and this picture will be deleted within 30 minutes and that's what NEC America and DOT says so when it comes to those privacy issues you can definitely check our website at khn2.com but we all know that tourism travel restrictions somewhat flexible date September 1st is right around the corner so it's good that we see this but of course you could learn more about this whole process on our website at khn2.com until then reporting from the airport Dallas and Averroes khn2 news working for Hawaii. Thanks, Dallas. The time now is 7.39. The investigation continues this morning into a shooting near the airport in Honolulu. It happened at about 5 last night on Ualena Street. We're told at least three people were sent to the hospital. A 27-year-old man was shot in the leg. He's in serious condition. A 29-year-old man suffered a hand injury and is in stable condition. Right now, we do not know the status or condition of that third person, but we'll check in with investigators again today and update you as we learn more. And that was your morning news. Make sure to tune in right back here tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. It's everything you need to know with K2N to go.